It's news to us. We are live on AW Radio. It is the week of September 28th, 2020. In fact, it's the evening of September 28th as we are doing the show live on AW Radio. That means that the presidential debate is tomorrow. So uh, we don't have anything on that for you this episode, but we will next, I'm sure. But there's, there's so much to get to anyways. Isn't that right, Katie? Yeah, tons. Ugh. Uh, hey, it's Eddie here. There's Katie. Jason is... Somewhere right here. There he is. There he is. So last week, we uh, full disclosure, we pre-recorded that episode like in advance, a lot in advance. And in that episode, I believe we said, uh, you know, there's a lot going on, but we don't feel like talking about it. And, you know, since it was pre-recorded, we didn't know that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was going to die. Obviously, we had we weren't given that knowledge. We weren't tipped off. Anybody tip you guys off? I didn't get tipped off on that. Um, I did not get a tip. So I, I felt really bad. Actually, Monday I was on vacation and that happened. And I was like, you oh. son of a bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> How dare you take your some time away? Well, yeah. I mean, I offered to do a show on the road, but Jason's like, no, uh, I don't want to do a show, especially if uh, our GB dies. I don't want to be on the air. What? Don't be a <laughs> dick. <laughs> you can't even get it right. Ruth Gator Binsberg. <laughs> Um, no, she. Hey, is, no, uh, no, listen, no. We have to. That's we're gonna. Not. We're gonna pay respects to her later in the show. Really, an amazing, an amazing yes. woman, and we, we're not here to make fun of any of that thing that happened there. But uh, that, that's just in case you were wondering. We're not tone deaf assholes, okay? But there's well, a lot. Eddie, Eddie is, but I'm not. Although when I listened to the show, I did feel like a tone deaf asshole. Oh, you I'm did. You tuned in, that. and you're like, oh, they're laughing and having a great time. Meanwhile. <laughs> Yeah, uh, inside I was dying and crying at the same time. Of all weeks for us to take off. We could have taken off any other week and gone away with it. But we'll talk about yeah. that and also what's happening with the Supreme Court. And also um, yesterday, a bombshell. Was it yesterday? Uh, yeah, Trump's uh, yeah. taxes were obtained by the New York Times. That's pretty crazy. Um, so there's a lot to get to with that and more. It's news to us. Here we are. It's news to us. Jason and Katie. Katie was on assignment last week. She's now back joining us. <laughs> How was your assignment? Um, it was great. Assignment all the way to the she shed. You went so you were in your she shed. I she was. shedding around. That was your assignment. She shedding. I was doing she shed shit. You actually did a really cool thing in your she shed, by the way. We retweeted this on its news to us on Twitter. You made a a sign to hang above the highway. That, uh, that what does your sign say? Project. It says dump Trump. Dump Trump. Yes. And yeah, you got a lot of uh, love on that one. Uh, all of our Twitter followers were all about it. We probably should have mentioned that you're a host of the show. I just realized that when when I retweeted it, I should have done like a little quote retweet. Eh. But whatever. But if you want to go look at that, it's in our Twitter feed. So good it's job. It's pretty cool. So did you actually hang that over the highway? Um, not yet. I fell asleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to. I'm going to hit I-70, I think. <sighs> I haven't done that in a while. Uh, yeah. I mean, I it, usually do 470, but I feel like I-70 will be better for like some rush hour traffic. The little bit that there is nowadays. I, well, I think our efforts are paying off. I think yours are paying off. I think the shows and Adobe and everybody, uh, you know, we've been encouraging people to vote. You've been getting out there and 
and voicing your opinion. Jason has two on the show, and at work he gets in arguments with his coworkers, trying to spread the the good word. You know, he of, almost <laughs> has a very hardcore Republican voter swayed. Oh, really? Uh, really? Is that right, Jason? <laughs> I, I like I, to think that I do, stop but our nose. I think he does. The fact that he's even like toying with the idea, I think is like a really, I mean, we're talking, this guy was a diehard Trump supporter. So what, what's and, the deal with that, Jason? Like what's, what was this guy saying at first and what is he saying now? Uh, before the election, he was like, oh, Trump's a uh, joke that never be, you know, like I think he was a Ted Cruz or a uh, Jeb Bush Okay. Guy. All right. And he's just, uh, he's all in on, you know, he just follows the Republican line. He, he watches Fox and you, you know, seems like, uh, you've been, he's been brainwashed. I, I know a lot of people like that, actually. And then you've been slowly chipping away. Slowly. With just, his facts. You know, just facts. And it, and just things that are happening. I mean, it shouldn't be slow. We're not. <sighs> If it were any other election year, I don't think we would be so strongly advocating for one person over another, although the, the GOP is really pissed me off. And I, I don't think I can ever, uh, in good faith, say I don't care who you vote for anymore doing what's happening with Republicans. Right. Uh, so whatever. We're just voicing our opinions and we're basically just giving facts. We see facts and we talk about them on the show. And... Uh, I learn a lot. We all learn a lot here. Um, and truth does still matter. It does still Facts matter. Do still matter. I, that's the most annoying yes. thing is when you you bring up facts that are fake news or you yeah. know like how do you argue that? Like Pete, like it's yeah. so hard to have a conversation with someone mm-hmm. who is a, a, a supporter of Trump or or you know either all in or halfway in. It's really hard to have those conversations because you bring up, you know, and you name sources and they're like, no, fake news. No, nope, I, I don't mean, believe it. That's what they, that's now the go-to argument when they have nothing. When, the, when so they run, it's, it's, it's so hard. Fake it's like, shut up. Like, I don't even it's care. So difficult. Here's where I'm at with it though. Let's just vote. Uh, let's vote like we've never voted before. And in fact, that's actually what's happening. We're going to do a little election update. Uh, more people have voted right now compared to 2016 election a lot more we'll talk about that in a second but uh katie did put up a twitter poll it's news to us have you voted yet uh 12 percent have already voted uh, that's actually more than i thought 88 percent of our twitter followers have not voted yet I, I haven't voted yet we haven't gotten our ballots yet here in colorado i check every day i do too i'm waiting for that damn thing and as soon as i get it i'm gonna i'm gonna vote the same day i get it absolutely yes. right away and, and dro- drop, drop it off at a ballot box. Yes. Yeah, not in the mail. We're not mailing it. We're we don't trust we're, we're, the United we're States. We're Colorado, where we have like five hundred ballot drop boxes in the state. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool that some people have already started to vote. That our followers um, also on social media. While we're talking about that, so tomorrow is the the presidential debate, and this is going to be a shit show. I'm actually. Uh, excited for this but also uh oh. sick to my stomach over it but also excited over it <laughs> how are you guys me, feeling about it honestly eddie i think i think a you know a good part of me thinks that trump's gonna try to pull out well that was the question i posed on twitter today i said do you think oh, trump really? will, yes i said do you think trump will actually show up for the debate 
what do you think his excuse will be if he doesn't show? And then I kind of got the discussion starting, but started by saying bone spurs. Maybe they'll claim he has bone spurs because that's how he got out of Vietnam. Um, He's got bone spurs. Yeah. Uh, but but hey. a few people replied, and everybody pretty much had the same response. This uh, uh, Rebecca Ruber said Trump uh, will say that Biden didn't take a drug test, and that's why Trump isn't going to show up to the debate now. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Uh, today, Trump tweeted that he, he uh, or was it the other day or something, he tweeted that Biden it was should today be, it was this morning. Was it this morning that he wants drug yeah. tests before the debate? He's and some people are he think. I mean, like Trump thinks that Hillary Clinton did so good during the presidential debate in 2016 because she was doped up on God knows what Ritalin. What what what, what, what kind of drug makes you good at a debate exactly? I don't know. Uh, I was trying to figure coffee? that out. Coffee. <laughs> she is caffeine a drug. She had a she had a caramel macchiato. I want that to be tested on Biden. Don't want it to happen well, again. Well, he says that Biden's so like up and down on debates, which but it's just it's just another line of attack that he's trying to use. That, but it's know, he's setting himself up to get about? to get out of the debate. Is what our Twitter followers think, at least. I I, I that's a great great. Observation. I mean, you know, his. Uh, <clears throat> it, it would be just a real, speaking in terms that his followers use, a real pussy move for him not to show up to the debate. Uh, and I, if he doesn't show up to the debate, I don't think he'd ever would live you, that down. So I think that would he you will. Be surprised? No, <laughs> but I think that he will. I don't think he can get out of it unless he fakes uh, a major medical emergency or something. But then he would be seen as weak. And he doesn't even like to be seen as weak. I mean, I think he's stuck. He's painted himself in a corner here. He doesn't like to be seen as, oh my God. He might. I just wonder what kind of like crap he's going to try and pull. Like when he brought Bill Clinton's accusers to Hillary's. Or stand right behind well, there's her. there's going to be no. Yeah. From what like I understand. Like on the stage or, you know, like, like what kind of shit's he going to pull? Well, we'll find out. There's going to be no audience though, right? From what I understand, because of COVID. that's true, and he really feeds off the audience. Yeah, so, so we'll see what happens tomorrow with that. Um, okay, real quick, yes. just a uh, uh, you know, just a out there kind of thought. What if like they're debating and like uh, Trump does get really close to Biden? Would you be really happy that Trump or Biden just fucking like punches him? Like Trump, like I think that would be get, would get me more excited than anything else. If Trump tries to like walk up on Biden and Biden's just like bam, fuck you. And that's the type of behavior that his supporters and Republicans, I believe, would get behind. You know, he might win some voters. He might actually win some voters. Just doing a right that. hook across his face. I mean, this is a good TV week because the Comey rule came out this weekend too. Did you watch that? No, I heard that's good. it's on Showtime, right? Yeah, we watched the first half last night. We're going to watch the second half tonight. And also, exciting exciting night in our household tonight. Golden Girls is now officially on Hulu as well. So there's also. Is it? Actually, I made that up. I don't know. Oh, don't tell (laughs) people that. (laughs) Uh, Trump's tax returns. So these we've been uh, we've been trying to get our whole our hands on these for a very long time. We've been uh, I've been Googling a lot. Nothing has been coming up. 
we've been we've been sending FOIA requests. Yeah, our FOIA requests haven't gone through. Uh, yeah, uh, but they, they were finally obtained by the New York Times, and what they say is shocking. Not really; it's what we already knew, but the implications are shocking. I guess it's it's just it re- it confirms what we already do know. Uh, but first, a real quick, uh, we're already talking about the election, but, but uh, a, a more official quick election update. Vote or die. It's news to us. Election 2020 coverage continues. Yes. And well, uh, good news. I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. More Americans have voted right now compared to the same time in 2016. Only 9,000 people in 2016 had voted by this time, September 28th, compared to 1 million people right now. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That's amazing. 9,000 compared to a million. And, you know, I I credit Adobe's Just Fucking Vote campaign, adobe.com slash vote. Go register to vote. And our tweets, our amazing tweets. <laughs> our Twitter feed. It's news to <laughs> our show. And that's it, period. I, don't, I really don't. No, but, I don't know what else it could be. We, we really have a lot on our shoulders right now. <laughs> It was all us. No, but it's really it's cool. We're doing the heavy lifting. It's cool that everybody's coming together and and uh, and getting people to vote. A lot of it has to do though with the way people are voting too. It turns out if you make it easier to vote by uh, letting people vote by mail and sending them ballots, they actually participate in democracy more. Believe it or not, they don't have to go to polling locations. And so many states had to open up early voting this year, and like you know, they had to like loosen up their strict voting laws in Republican held areas because of COVID for the first time ever. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it is amazing what will happen when people can actually go vote. Right. Yeah. And in other uh, election 2020 news, Brad Parscale, the former campaign manager for Donald Trump, he was arrested. Um, He was, did you guys see this today? Was he arrested or was he detained for? Well, actually, I have, uh, a, I have the police body cam audio if you want to hear it. Yeah. Well, but, okay. But what happened is, so this was Sunday afternoon. Um, apparently, this guy was, he had a bunch of guns in his house and he was making suicidal comments and he actually uh, physically assaulted his wife and there's photos of it. Fucking piece of shit. Yeah, they found Fuck that. Beaten. By the way, the a statement from Trump's campaign, uh, the official statement after we learned that this guy assaulted his wife uh, is, uh, quote, Brad is a member of our family and we all love him. We're ready to support him and his family any way possible. Of course, they don't condemn his behavior at all. Honestly, um, before you play this audio, I did not know that he had assaulted his wife. From, my, from what I heard was he, you know, had weapons and that he was threatening his life. And that's all I had heard as of this morning. Well, this afternoon, news, news, news broke that um, they found her badly beaten and he had previously beaten her. Ugh. And from what I understand in the reports that I was reading, at least, is that the police knew this when they detained him. And that's why they were so violent with him. Because he was he was just kind of like standing outside of his home with his shirt off in Florida, which is very appropriate, drinking a Bud Light. Because if you're in Florida, <laughs> that's what you should be doing. Florida style. Yeah. Uh, here's the actual police body cam footage of uh, Trump's campaign manager, former as of only four months ago, 
being arrested. Isn't he still the digital <laughs> uh, advisor for the campaign, or did he lose that too? I'm pretty Ooh. sure he was a digital lead sure. guy. I think, I think maybe they, they put him in charge of the MySpace page, of the Trump <laughs> MySpace page. He's uh, friends with Tom now. So in the video, we did retweet this. It's news to us if you want to go watch it. The Washington Examiner actually uh, obtained this. So uh, we've got Brad. He's standing outside of his Florida home in front of his uh, Ford F-150 truck with his shirt off, drinking a Bud Light when police officers approach him. So she started saying all this shit. That's Brad talking. And they just tackled him. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Didn't Don't tase me, bro. Now he knows what it's like to be black in America. No, he doesn't. No, he does not. For for like tw- been, for five no. seconds, he knew he knows what it's like to be black in America. Five no, seconds. he did not. He did not. Don't he was, he was tackled yeah, shirtless by five police officers. Away. They tackled him and then handcuffed him right away. They didn't fucking shoot knee on him. his neck for oh. nine minutes or, or shoot him in the back of the head. I guess you're right. I guess okay. He knows what it's like to be a light skinned black person in America. Um, but yeah, anyways, he was arrested. Only the best people on the the uh, in the Trump administration. Only yeah, the best. They're winners. Only the best. Um, Half of the wife beaters that we've heard of so far. Fifty percent of his campaign managers have been arrested. Oh my God. <laughs> Tweet that now. Oh. And by the way, this yes. for all you blue Tweet lives coming. matter, all you blue lives matter conservatives out there. I mean, whose side? This has got to be really confusing, right? Oh, it's an existential crisis. Um, so also other election news, uh, we did mention this earlier. DJT challenged Joe Biden to take a drug test before the debate. Uh, Trump said this on Twitter, quote, I will be strongly demanding a drug test of sleepy Joe Biden prior to or after the debate on Tuesday night. Naturally, I will agree to take one. Also, his debate performance have been record-setting uneven, to put it mildly. Only drugs could have caused this discrepancy. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Dude, your Trump voice is just <laughs> not on par. Yeah, because I'm getting more and more lazy with it because I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> and if, if, It sounds like you've been on vacation. Question mark, question mark. <laughs> question mark, question mark. <laughs> Three question marks. <laughs> Do you think while he was on the toilet... There was one uh, coming out of the chamber, and his thumb got stuck on the question mark key. Did, did you read the Biden campaign? Yes. Uh, epic. The response from the Biden campaign is great. Here it is. Yeah. Quote, Vice President Biden intends to deliver his debate answers in words. If the president thinks his best case is made in urine... He can have at it. We'd expect nothing less from Donald Trump, who pissed away the chance to protect the lives of 200,000 Americans when he didn't make a plan to stop COVID-19. I love it. I love every last word of it. It Yeah. Brilliant. It is great. It almost reminds me of, um, yeah, it just like something, uh, 
like a comedian wrote that or something. They've got they've I got mean, a good communications how person. How hard did they all laugh after they fucking hit send on that <laughs> one? I know that's great <laughs> to have like an official campaign statement say something like that. I mean, this is what they have to do though, because the Republicans are, are are not playing nice, so the Democrats they, have to stop playing. They nice. deserve every last bit of it. <clears throat> yes. Um, but on to the dirty deets. The Trump taxes finally released. Oh, what do they say? The dirty deets. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. You texted me the story yesterday, Jason. You actually broke the news to me. To you. Congratulations. You driving. Wait, was it after I broke the news to you? Well, I saw the news and then you tweeted the news or you sent me the text. We were both Uh-oh. Yeah, we were both on that news. Uh-huh. But uh, Trump has been promising to release his taxes uh, since the campaign in 2016. Real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. I have a funny story about this actually. So <clears throat> Katie's uh, she shedding yesterday and our daughter goes out and uh, to the garage and with and then she like runs back to me and she's like, Daddy, Daddy, the New York Times has released your tax return. And I was like, what? <laughs> so you're what da- are you talking about? Your young daughter broke the news yeah. to you. That I that my taxes were released. <laughs> that your taxes <laughs> were released. Like, what? And I'm like, Kenzie, run inside and tell daddy that they got Trump's tax returns. And she was like, what? And I was like, tell him they got his tax returns. And she goes oh. running inside. The <laughs> <and laughs> New York Times got his tax return. Were you worried yeah. about that, Jason? You think maybe they were leaked on our Twitter account or something? I was like, oh man, I didn't know I was such a big celebrity. <laughs> I'm a big deal. Jason's taxes are out there. Well, it turns out your taxes would be more favorable than Trump's because you paid a lot more in income tax. Yeah, as in everybody else. more. And uh, that's what we learned from this. By the way, the New York Times is responsible for breaking this story. Trump paid $750 in taxes in both 2016 and 2017. The first year he was president. uh, Two years. uh, The first year, 2017. Yeah. So $750 each year. In income tax. Total. $750. That's that's it. $750. Oh my god! If I only paid that much in income taxes, I'd feel like I was like a rich asshole. I pay so much in income taxes. Dollars. Um, yeah, I I pay thousands and thousands of dollars, and he's we pay, all do. yeah, we all yeah. do. Teachers and, and actually waitresses. Um, AOC pointed out that a waitress making minimum wage pays more taxes than uh, Trump. Everybody pays more taxes than Trump. Literally everybody. The unemployed. Pay more taxes than Trump. This guy's a leech. Seniors uh, living off Social Security pay more. Yeah. This guy. Everybody. He's like, yeah, he's always talking about how people are leeching off of the system. They aren't paying into it and they're just getting on welfare. Meanwhile, this guy is the biggest welfare queen out there. Yeah. Um, you know, what's funny is, uh, you know, yeah. looking at social media and the, since the story broke, people are like, oh, you can't blame him. If you could do it, you would like tax accounts, blah, blah, blah. He's got the best. If he had the best, how the fuck is he still paying 700? Why can't they get that down to zero? <laughs> well, they did. They did. For but like- $750. Like what? Why that amount? Uh, that's, that's what a really excellent question. Mm, I think there's a connection to Nixon there. 
that I don't have prepared for you, but I believe that's what Nixon paid in taxes as well. And uh, that's why we now look at president's tax returns. because People were pissed off that Nixon only paid about $750 in taxes. Yeah. And he paid zero for X amount of years up until those years, like at the election time. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so he's been claiming a lot in in refunds and in tax write offs, a bunch of shit, business expenses. Uh, he, he actually his uh, Seven Springs estate in Westchester County, New York. It's a fifty thousand square foot mansion. Oh my god, two hundred acres. But he classifies it as an investment property, and he writes off that estate's uh, two point two million dollars in in property taxes. As a business expense, however, Eric Trump, his son, has described the property as home base and, and where the family stays is home for a very long time and a retreat for the Trump family. That's what somebody else said. Yeah, that's what the Trump organization calls it. So I'm going to just... just a retreat, yes. You guys, not home. Did, where, well, it's all of us just start saying that uh, we are where we live is our business home. It's where we do business. Because uh, we're all working it's from home, right? We shall be able to... It should be free and clear, especially in the time it of COVID. Be nowadays, yeah. Um, he also had other business expense costs. Like, okay, this asshole paid seventy thousand dollars to get his hair styled during the Apprentice, and he he wrote it all off seventy thousand dollars. And his hair pisses me off, so I don't even <laughs> understand. If that's a seventy thousand dollars buys, I think he he definitely needs a refund. He got ripped off. Yeah. How could that cost $70,000? I mean, it's got to be like hair plugs and like all this other crazy shit going on. No, I don't think it was. No. Good good for that hairdresser. No. Yeah. Because when you look at what they've spent on Ivanka, I mean, it's close to that for Um, hair and makeup. Yeah. $95,000 was written off for $95,000 written off for Ivanka's. $95,500. Yeah, thank you for for her hair and makeup. Hair and makeup—that's a lot of money. That's like more than most people make a year. And it was just this is write that off because of her hair and makeup. Seventy thousand dollars for his hair—that's more than a lot of people make a year. Um, And screw all you little people that need help with your health care and your food. Now you can go ahead and continue to make thirty-five grand a year, but you're a leech. And You're by the way, on the system. I need my g- hair and makeup done. Yeah, give me forty five percent of your uh, your forty five grand a year, and so I can pay for my seventy thousand dollar hair. Well, don't also don't forget about the tax cut the Republicans pushed in twenty seventeen, where they can write off a there's even more yeah purchase of a private jet, <laughs> and you can write that off. <laughs> Which oh, that whole tax cut after reading that. this whole tax article. That whole tax cut just like really rechapped my ass. <laughs> Somebody rechapped get- ass is very chapped. <laughs> it's get- worse than a chapped ass. Get- very, get- very chapped. You need some Vaseline <laughs> immediately. I need more than Vaseline. After Can you write this the Vaseline experience. off? I think you. Can- I don't know. <laughs> yes. Can you? Chapped ass Vaseline should be written off. <laughs> it should be a medical expense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also learned that, well, we are, we kind of knew this already, but his businesses lose millions of dollars 
$315 million in losses since the year 2000 from his golf courses, including Trump National Doral near Miami, which Trump says is the crown jewel of his business empire. Wasn't um, he trying to have the G7 summit yes, there? he was. Before the pandemic. <laughs> Yes, his 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 businesses are bleeding money, and then he's having the government subsidize that. So he's 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 a socialist. Also, you got to uh, remember yeah. uh, his properties in the UK. Uh, was it Scotland? The uh, and the, he was they were uh, the U.S. Air Force was landing planes there when they never had previously, so they could refuel like thirty minutes away from one of his resorts, yeah. and then the air crew were staying there. But they were mm. making them drive like hours yeah. from the nearest airport to it was ridiculous. So the in these in these tax returns though, what we I mean we kind of learn a little bit more about his motivation to run for president because I thought this was pretty crazy. So we all know he was on The Apprentice on NBC. And from in the span of eight, eight years, twenty ten <laughs> to twenty eight. Oh god, I've always hated that show. From 2010 to 2018, he made $427 million off of that show. Isn't that crazy? That's an insane amount of money. Uh, But a lot of that had to do with licensing deals from clothing to mattress companies. So it wasn't just from NBC, but uh, he was doing endorsements and shit. Action figures. But like, see, like the the whole point is, is, is like that amount of money, the average American could take one tenth of that amount of money. And make it last a lifetime. Give me like $50,000 of that and I will uh, be really happy. I'll figure out some great things to do. No, like, (laughs) and he pisses it away in a year. Yeah, so that's that's the point. $427 million he made and he started to lose all of that because he had to, like, take care of all of his properties that were losing money. So uh, once that revenue started to dry up, from the apprentice, that's when he decided to run for president. And that's when he like, it was sort of, so running for president was a marketing campaign for this asshole. He didn't really want like a rebranding a campaign. rebranding. Yeah. That was the whole thing is like NBC is uh, going to stop broadcasting Miss universe. The ratings for the apprentice are slipping. Uh, you know, I, he's got to do something to stay in the public eye. He's like, you know what? I'll run for president. It's going to be a funny joke. He wasn't supposed to get elected. Well, but then that's when Putin comes in and, and thinks, oh, this is my useful idiot because we find out that Trump, according to these tax returns, and Putin found this out too because he's a smart son of a bitch, that Trump, eh, he has a huge debt load coming soon. This guy is responsible for $420 million in loans are going to come due in, in just a couple of years. Yep. We don't know where those loans are coming due from. Mm, there's that too. Yeah. Well, we do kind of know, right? That it's all tied to Deutsche Bank, and that's tied to yeah. Russia. That's tied to the Russian government. As soon as he got involved in the 2016 election, Russia's like, oh, this is perfect. We got this egomaniacal maniac who will literally do anything, and he's also under the gun because he has millions, of, hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. We can control this motherfucker and make him do whatever we want, and. That's what these tax returns say is that basically I think the biggest takeaway is, yes, we know that Trump is a loser. He's not a good business person. He never has been, never will be. But he's uh, more importantly, a national security threat. National security threat. 
From the University yeah. of Texas Law School, Professor Steve Vladek, he's an expert in national security law. Uh, he says, quote, to Rolling Stone, more fundamentally, there's the concern that a president who is personally on the hook for a significant amount of loans that come due when he's the president might take official actions or appear to take official actions that are meant to alleviate the personal financial pressure he faces. And there's a reason why the federal government generally won't give security clearances to those who have significant debt. Again, the federal government generally does not give security clearances to people who have significant debt. And we're talking like what? A couple hundred thousand dollars. Usually with the average Joe, this guy's got like, Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, they don't hundreds of millions, millions. Yeah, hundreds sorry, hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions. It's mind-boggling amount of money, and they, they don't give this uh, security clearance to people with debt because it's too much of a risk. Uh, because they they're easily they could be blackmailed, easily influenced. The guy's well, a national and, security threat. And here's the whole other aspect: is okay. So we know that Jared and Ivanka couldn't get security clearances when they entered the white house. Trump overrode it and Trump overrode it. Thanks for reminding us of that. Did a whole show on that too. Why could they not get those security clearances? Like what mm, is it on that? Because career officials said that they could be compromised and have. Exactly. I mean, we know that. So what is going on? Well, what is going on with the Trumps and the Kushners? Well, we do like to their debt, and I mean, there's something, and somebody's. Well, somebody we we know all roads lead to Putin, and that's something that Katie you always, you always tweet a lot, and, and rightfully it's so. That Nancy Pelosi has said over and over and over again too to Congress: all roads lead to Putin. Every I, single one. I think the the Ew. Kushner road might lead to Saudi Arabia. And yeah, MBS. Yeah. Personally, well, since we like to present both sides of the argument, here's what uh, Trump supporters are saying about all this. Here's Jim Dragon thirty four sixty three on Twitter. He says, "And you believe everything the fake news tells you? Do what you do best." Tattoo. There's the fake news. Tattoo. Again. He ended his sentence with the word tattoo. I don't know if that was a mistake or if he's trying to make a point there. Uh, <laughs> Eric Najira says on Twitter, Elboy512, technically tax avoidance is legal. Tax evasion is illegal. He didn't do anything illegal. He just finessed the U.S. law like every other rich person does. Bullshit. And that's okay. You're okay with that? How much do you make a year, Eric Najera? I'm sure you're paying more than 750 people? bucks. Yeah, these are all twi- these are real tweets. Real, real tweeter people. Uh, tweeter, tweeter. What do you think? I'm making this up. Yes, they're no. real. But their names have numbers in it. And that's I don't. Always suspicious. <laughs> these are real. These are people who responded to Trump on Twitter. Do you think they're they're bots? I don't know. Yes, I do. Who gives a shit if they're bots? This is the the argument that's being presented by whoever it is, whether it's Russian bots or real people. If it's the Russian bots, it's what the real people are going to start saying next week. They're already saying it. Moby Brickster on Twitter says, I agree. You're the greatest businessman ever, Trump. Release your returns for me to marvel at you, my hero. 
that's a bot. <laughs> that sounds like sure. a bot, right? Uh, uh, release your. <laughs> I think they're trying to trick him. <laughs> at Red Wing, maybe at Red Wing Grips says after a three-year investigation into every avenue of Trump's personal life, all they have left to attack him with is not paying enough taxes. LOL. <laughs> That's all there's left to attack. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we'll be back with more. We have to talk about the Supreme Court and what's happening there real quick. Uh, our, our episode is brought to you by Hims. Isn't that right, Jason? Hims. That is right. You've been telling yeah. me that your hair is thinning, Jason. It is thinning. Well, it doesn't have to. Forhims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss and even sexual wellness for men. And uh, these guys have the, the best products out there, licensed medical providers and FDA approved products to help treat hair loss. Uh, you know, I didn't know this is, I didn't know that 66% of men start to lose their hair by 80, by 80, by 35. <laughs> I wish it was 85, but it's 35. We're right in that age group, Eddie. I know. Like I was thinking that I was in the clear. Like once I got to my thirties, uh, I was like, oh, I haven't lost my hair yet. I guess I'm good. But no. No. I'm definitely thinning too. Katie's making fun of me all the time for it. And the best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. Wouldn't you feel... Uh, do, you, do you mind that Jason's losing his hair, Katie? Or or do you want him to start using some hymns? Uh, That's a tough question. Using some hymns. I really cornered yes. you with that one. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> there's no right what? answer. But use hymns is the right answer because it's a commercial. <laughs> so, so you they use no fake oil pills or gas station counter supplements, prescription solutions backed by science. Yeah, which so I appreciate. I appreciate that too. So go to matter. Yes, we we love science here. Go to forhims.com slash ntu. That's forhims.com slash ntu. If you're not happy with the results after 90 days, hymns will give you a full refund. That's forhims.com slash NTU. Full refund of price paid available for first 90 day supply. Refund request may be made between 90 and 180 days after product shipment delivered. Prescription products require an online consultation with a medical professional who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website or uh, for full details and important safety information. But uh, remember, forhims.com slash ntu it's okay if you're if you're thin guys just do something about it just put some drops in your hair it's fine uh okay we'll be right back and we'll talk about what is happening with the supreme court this is just the, this i can't believe we've gone on way too long i don't know if we're gonna get to everything we're gonna try it's news to us okay it's news to us back here on adobe radio if you haven't followed us on twitter yet please do we would love to uh, connect with you. We're constantly tweeting. It's news to us on Twitter. We're, uh, it's maniacs on there. We got some gems on there, too. Real laugh out loud tweets. Real gems. Katie's killing it. I have to give credit to Katie because she's our social media manager. And ever since she started taking over, like the, the Twitter has just had a life of its own. It's not just me. It's you guys, too. Well, good job to you. Let's just, let's just compliment each other. The rest oh, of the yeah. show. Great job. On the back. Pet on the back. Oh, great work, guys. <laughs> um, okay, well, here's like the worst thing that could happen. Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. The fuck? 
And now, news that shouldn't be news. And, you know, normally we save the fuck for, like, crazy stories, like Florida man gets his penis stuck in alligator's mouth. But this is just, I didn't, I didn't, I was not expecting this. This is, like, the biggest curveball, or one of the biggest curveballs that could be thrown at us right before the presidential election, losing Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who, bless her heart, was holding on. She was trying to get us through November. She was trying. She had cancer. She was trying. She I, gave it. She gave a good go of it. She fought more harder than any anyone I could think of. Absolutely. This is a, I mean, it, a big deal. When we look back at yes. it, though, I mean, she her first diagnosis with cancer was 1999. Wow. wow what a so trooper. Battling for 21 years. What an amazing woman. And we'll talk about like the implications of this because there's a lot. But first, we have to pay tribute to RBG. That's right. So uh, back in the uh, she she became a lawyer and went to law school school back in the 50s and 60s. Hard to do as a woman, by the way. That's like very hard. Now you hear about women doing that. Not that it's no big deal. It's still awesome. But it's she like paved the way for this. It's because she of, opened all the doors. She, she fought, fought for women's rights. For fought hard. Fought hard. She was uh, uh, part of the ACLU back in the 70s. While at the same time, she was uh, uh, taught at Columbia Law School and was the first female to be a tenured professor at the law school there. Something I learned about Ruth Bader Ginsburg that I did not know is that, and even in this country, I didn't know that as recent as the 1970s, if you're a woman... You had to have a man co-sign on a loan if you wanted to buy a house. Did you guys know that? Absolutely. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, fuck no. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. Go ahead, Jason. Well, as part of the ACLU, she launched the American Civil, um, the Women's Rights Project within the ACLU that fought for women's rights. Uh, she participated in more than 300 gender discrimination cases by 1974, and she took six of those cases to the Supreme Court and argued in front of the Supreme Court between 1973 and 1976, and she won five of the six cases. Amazing woman. An amazing woman. She was a professor at Columbia University of Law. She was the first woman to be hired with tenure at the university's law school. Uh, I mean, she's did, she did so much for this country. Like, um, I don't, I don't know that most people realize how much she has, this woman has impacted their, their day-to-day lives. She honestly has. And women's rights specifically. Huge women's rights advocate. Huge. President Bill Clinton nominated RBG in 1993. She was the first Jewish woman and uh, the second woman ever to serve on the Supreme Court after Sandra Day O'Connor. She was confirmed by the Senate 96 to 3. That you don't kind of you don't see that kind of thing. You never see that anymore. It's amazing. 96 to 3. I don't know that they've ever seen that besides her, have they? Do you know who uh, kind of. uh, suggested her be nominated. Do you no. guys know who it was? It was a Republican. It was, I thought it was Hillary Clinton. No, it was Orrin Hatch. Really? I don't really because yeah. I yeah. I read that it was Hillary Clinton. The Orrin other day. Hatch was uh, 
was one of the first people to really push that she should be nominated. No, I read the other day that Hillary Clinton nominated, told Bill Clinton to nominate She might have. Orrin Hatch also was part of it, and I can't believe it. Because at the beginning, they, you know, they thought that she was, she wasn't uh, as liberal as uh, I guess she became during her uh, tenure on the Supreme Court. Yeah. Well, she passed she she, moderate. She passed away and she's definitely going to be missed and please do take some time to read up on her or there's a movie about her. I haven't watched it. I don't know if it's good or not, but uh, I haven't watched it either. Well, I heard, let's I heard just touch on, she was a huge part of women's rights as far as abortion rights. Yeah. And she was the dissent on the Ledbetter versus Goodyear Act. What was that one? Um, the Lily Ledbetter Fair Pay Act, making it easier for employer, ah, employees to win pay discrimination claims, which is huge. That is big. It is impossible for women to win wage discrimination claims. And it, I mean, it's still ridiculously hard. And women are so discriminated against in the workplace. And it's it's a bigger issue than people realize. And um, so it's a big deal. No, you're right. And, and it's actually still happening today. In fact, uh, the Trump campaign pays women 20% less. According to some uh, reporting. Yeah, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. And women make 80 cents on the dollar to men. Black women make I believe 70 cents on the dollar or 68 cents on the dollar to men. Um, it's, it's really a, a disgusting part of our society that doesn't get talked about enough. And uh, a woman's right to choose is a, is a woman's right to choose. And she was a huge advocate for that. And we are now facing a point in our lives where women like me grew up with Roe versus Wade. It was the law. It's always been our right to choose. And now we're facing a world where we might not have a right to choose. But and yes, because of, um, and we can get to that in a little bit. Just more. Thing. Yes. Yes. Well, she, she will be missed. And, uh, what an amazing woman. But as soon as she died, uh, Moscow Mitch and the Republicans started jizzing in their pants. They're like, oh, well, we have another Supreme Court uh, seat to fill. I don't think that they thought that they would get this so soon, did you? Right they before the election? Literally didn't even give it like two hours. Here comes Moscow Mitch. Not even as cool as Darth Vader, by the way. He like kind of looks like Darth Vader's nutsack. He shouldn't even get cool music. You're right. Yeah. Um, it I, should be more like wah, wah, wah. yeah. No, no, it shouldn't because he, the guy is a crooked, smart motherfucker. He doesn't get cool music. He doesn't get cool no, music though. It, he's fucking evil to the core, and he should rightly have that type of music because he's fucking evil. He doesn't get cool music. Yeah, I, I I don't know. He gets like I don't know what what kind of music would Moscow. We're music? seriously at an impasse here. Maybe we should just skip the music. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're right. Thank you. He's so evil as can be. Yeah, um, but so anyways, Moscow Mitch. They, they he he and the Republicans actually they started like getting 
really excited about this, which is really disgusting. Moscow Mitch, Mitch McConnell, Senate minor, Majority Leader in the Senate, he, in fact, even skips uh, RBG's um, uh, ceremony after she died. She he, yeah. he didn't go. He, he skipped it. Meanwhile, he was plotting how to fill that seat. Now, the reason why this is even something that is interesting to talk about is because, well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but the, the biggest reason why this is messed up is because uh, Mitch McConnell is quoted as saying during the 2016 election, when there was a Supreme Court justice seat to fill and the Republicans held the majority in the Senate and President Obama was in office, he said that, quote, the American people are about to weigh in on who is going to be the president. And that person, whoever that may be, ought to be making the appointment. So he held up. That was really good. That was way better <laughs> than your Trump impression. Oh, Miss McConnell. <laughs> okay. Uh, and this is in February of 2016. So this is months yes. before the presidential election. Nobody has started voting yet. And. Totally different situation. The primaries aren't even over. Yeah, primaries haven't even finished. And, and yes, and Obama is trying to push through Merrick Grayland, who not even push what? through Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland, Garland. Garland. He's just trying to nominate Merrick what? Garland. Well, I mean, okay, but yes, but but my point is, is that he's not even like this ultra left person. He's actually more middle of the road, which is what we need. We don't need a partisan asshole in the Supreme Court. We need somebody who's going to not be swayed to political party influence. And that's all Obama was trying to to nominate somebody. Real quick on McConnell too. He not only did he block that seat in twenty sixteen, he also blocked like hundreds of uh federal judgeships and that's why DJT was able to fill those after he took office is because McConnell blocked all of those. He's a fucking at the end of Obama's he's an term in like the last two years of his term. Obama couldn't get anyone uh, pushed through the Senate because McConnell blocked them all. Again, same scenario uh, in 2016, except Obama was president here again is bitch McConnell. Uh, talking on the Senate Not floor. The same scenario. We're right in the middle. Not the of same it. Scenario. No, I mean the same scenario as in we have a Supreme Court justice seat to fill. It's an election year. Days before the election, people, people are, are voting. Right. People are voting. Okay, all right. Well, it's it's almost Not the, the same, same scenario. My, this scenario is in what I mean. Okay, let me clarify. I just did what I said. Similar Rewind. Scenario. ish. We have it's an election <laughs> year. And uh, we have uh, a Supreme Court justice seat to fill. Here's Mr. McConnell on the floor. Back in 2016, back in 2016, here he is. Again, Obama is the president. And uh, here he is arguing that we should not fill this seat because it is bad for America. And one of the most important issues now is this. Who will Americans trust to nominate the next Supreme Court justice? Presidential candidates are already debating the issue on stage. Americans are always dis- already discussing the issue among themselves. And voters are already casting ballots in the case of the Democratic leader's constituents on this very day with this issue very much in mind. 
One might say this is an almost unprecedented moment in the history of our country. Make that decision on his way. And you're deciding who will nominate. Sorry, I'm going to fast forward here because he talks so goddamn slow. I just want to throw out there. Yeah. Fuck McConnell. Thank you. Think about that. As senators, it leaves us with a choice. Will we allow the people to continue deciding who will nominate the next justice? Or will we empower a lame duck president to make that decision on his way out the door instead? So there he is. He's saying, let the people decide. Don't let a quote unquote lame duck president pick a Supreme Court justice in an election year. That was Mitch McConnell's argument. So here we are. It's an election year. Now it is closer, as you guys have pointed out. I understand. And, and now oh, he's closer. Oh, Obama had a year left almost. On- Five times closer. And now he's saying had a full year left on his last year. You're right. And we're saying the whole last year of a presidency is a lame duck. And now we already have a, a there. Now the Republicans already have a, a somebody nominated to replace RBG. And here we are like days away from the election. And they're going to push it through like the another, Senate to vote. Another big thing about this, too, that Jason pointed out is that like Obama always tried to stay like pretty middle of the line not too far left with his shit except for what republicans would consider so fascist with their health care but i mean besides that obama really tried to ride a fine line with staying in the middle and and being pretty nonpartisan. and republicans it didn't matter what he did and it makes me believe that there were other things wrong with him besides just his his party. He was black. You can say it. He was black. They're racist <laughs> fucks. Obama was black and they were racist as fuck. That's all there was to it. And and it wasn't you just, know? it was like every, this is how they're, they're a bunch of liars. They're all a bunch of liars here. It's not just Mitch McConnell back in 2016 that was saying that we should not push through a Supreme court justice during an election year. In fact, Every single Republican senator towed the line, including uh, this jerk right here, Lindsey Graham. Here's what he had to say back in 2016. Now, this is like, listen to this. The last year uh, of a lame duck president, and if Ted Cruz or Donald Trump get to be president, they've all asked us not to confirm or take up a selection by President Uh, Obama. So if a vacancy occurs in their last year of their first term, guess what? You will use their words against them. I want you to use my words against me. Yeah. (laughs) We will. We just did. People are. The people are protesting outside of Lindsey Graham's home. Good. Um, Because he, he he just said in the last year of a president's term, we will not we will not fill a Supreme Court seat and you can use those words against me and here we are four years later and Lindsey Graham is saying yeah go ahead and fill the site I want to fill that site fill my seat too fill my seat (laughs) (laughs) also better than your Trump impression I love it I'll just stick to Lindsey Graham from now on I'm Lindsey Graham I like little but never mind (laughs) <laughs> Real quick, Liz, Allegedly. Has Lizzie Graham ever been married? 
or had a girlfriend. No, he's like, he's I, I'm, allegedly a, I'm a confirmed bachelor. I'm a confirmed bat. And there's nothing wrong with that, except that, no, not, but no, except but that he is sad, right? No, like but he, here's what's wrong with it is that he's self-hating cause he passes, uh, anti-gay legislation. So fuck you. Lindsay Graham. I know, but that, isn't that sad? Like he's in such denial. Like if he is, He's not if he would have beca- become a Democrat before all of his hateful bullshit, we would have just accepted him with open arms. But now he can eat a dick, literally. It's Ooh. delicious. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. And literally. By the way, allegedly, when he hires male escorts, his name is his code name is Lady G. Allegedly. Lady G. Lady G. Alleg- Allegedly. Anyways, Crazy. but again, there's nothing wrong with that. But the, the hypocrisy is what's wrong with it is because, again, he, he's a hateful motherfucker when it comes to L- LGBT. Go ahead, Jason. What are you going to say? I just think it's really sad. Like It's sad, yeah, that he has to be that way. Like, he's so mean to like people who are similar to him. Yeah. So we got That's Lindsey Graham on record. We have Mitch McConnell on record, but there's more. Corey Gardner says... Back in 2016, our next election is too soon and the stakes are too high. The American people deserve a role in this process as the next Supreme Court justice will influence the direction of this country for years to come. (laughs) Everybody who doesn't know about Colorado politics closely out there that's listening, you should look up Cardboard Corey on Twitter. (laughs) And that is um, Colorado's... imitation of Corey Gardner who is a cardboard cutout that goes on his own campaign trail because Corey Gardner's just absolutely nowhere to be found in Colorado. This is can't find the guy. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean this is the whole like last 4 years he hasn't been seen in Colorado. So cardboard Corey's been around for years and years. But you know where you can find cardboard Corey is standing behind DJT occasionally during national press conferences for some reason. <laughs> right. I wanna, I, but I want to be in that ass. Wait, that was more of an Al Gore. Sorry. <laughs> Your Al Gore is really good, too. We got a climate crisis. <laughs> Uh, Tom, I guess Al Gore, I should, I think Al Gore and Lindsey Graham should have a conversation. That'd be really, I think, yes, yes. We'll hold you to that next week. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. (laughs) Tom Cotton, uh, back in 2016 said in a few short months, we will have a new president and new senators who can consider the next justice with the full faith of the people, why would we squelch the voice of the populace? The populace, yeah. The populace, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, the populace, this is the populace wants going to a poll done by 5038. 52% of Americans want us to wait until after the election to fill that Supreme Court justice seat. But that doesn't matter because the nomination has been made. And, uh, you know, we're going like way over this week. But who is it? Uh, Amy... Coney Barrett on Saturday, Trump announced Amy Coney Barrett as his nominee for the Supreme Court. Who the fuck is a Amy Coney Barrett? People are already trying to abbreviate her name as ACB, but I will not give her that because I think it's like AOC. 
No, no, uh, no. no. Only one Supreme Court justice can get that cool abbreviation. So no. we're going to call her. You have seven kids. You don't get an abbreviation. Whoa. Call maybe her we should, maybe, we should, maybe we should talk more in depth about her next week. <laughs> and leave this show at a cliffhanger already. We can't because there's too much that's happening. We have to talk about this. What are we going to do? We have to talk about this real quick. Honestly, we really do. Stop trying to go do whatever you have. What do you have going on? That's Nothing. so goddamn important. Diving into it. You said we're we were going it. over. I was just we're worried. Doing it. It's concerned on time. We have. That's okay. Fuck she the time. Super young, and she has not been a justice for that long. A judge. 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 We, so who is who is she? We, we really need to find out who she is. So, uh, Politico actually put out a good piece. And put a lot of information from that and other sources as well. We'll mention if needed, but uh, if confirmed, she will be only the fifth woman to serve on the Supreme Court, which is cool. Uh, but there are some problems here. Um, so as as Katie mentioned, she hasn't been a judge for very long. She has a very short tenure, uh, three years on the seventh court on the seventh six, uh, circuit. Excuse me, after working as a law professor at Notre Dame. For nearly two decades. So she was a law professor and three years on the Seventh Circuit. So she hasn't had a lot of time to develop a a track record. But here's what we know so far uh, based on her her record. According to her, it's okay for uh, for employers to discriminate people based on their age when applying for a job. There was a case where she voted that that's fine. That's just the beginning, though. Um, she also said, this is the, the official text I should read. Should courts halt the deportation of an American who, of an immigrant, sorry. Uh, should the courts halt the deportation of an immigrant who faced torture at home? She said, no, she said no to that. Huh? Should they protect refugees denied asylum on the basis of xenophobic prejudice? She said, no. Should they shield prisoners from unjustified violence by correctional officers? She said no. Should minors be allowed to terminate a pregnancy without telling their parents of a judge has found that they're mature enough to make the decision? She said no. Wait, but she's just against abortion in general. She is literally willing to overturn Roe versus Wade without a question about it. No, I mean, her religion is dictating the decision. Should women be permitted to obtain an abortion upon discovering a severe fatal abnormally? She said no. And yes, you're fetal. right. Uh, she, what? Fetal abnormality. What did I say? Fatal. You, fetal. Sorry. You got me so nervous. Cause you said we're running short on time. Now I'm trying to rush. You said don't rush. Calm down. <laughs> uh, Calm the fuck down. What are you doing? You're, you're ruining the show. I blame you, Jason. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's your first day back from vacation. I blame you. Uh, she has stated on record that life begins begins at a conception. And that's according to a Notre Dame magazine article. She also said that, uh, you know, she, she is very religious. You're right, Katie. You just mentioned that. Well, and you know what really upsets me about these, like, super rich, super religious people and their like super pro life movement is like they get so up in arms about abortion, but they're 
they're okay with in vitro insemination and in vitro you are making a whole bunch of babies for only maybe one to survive but you're killing the opportunity Ah, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds wow that's a great point of hypocrisy right there but you know why they're okay with it is because they're all old and rich and they can't have babies anymore. And when they go to have babies and they can't, they want one, they can go afford to make one. And it just really, you know, women like her really just really rub me the wrong way. You can let it out. How yeah. do they really make you feel? It makes me angry because women should have, you know, if they wanted, you know, lawyers and congressmen and judicial members in their uterus, they'd do it a different way. Government should be out of anything that has to do with a woman's body. None of their business is really what it amounts to. Well, she also not only wants the government in your uterus, but also Jesus's head. She says a legal career, quote, is but a means to an end. And that end is building the kingdom of God. So wrong with the judicial nominee. (laughs) Uh, By the way, here's the most creepy thing about her. Uh, The New York Times reported that her and her husband their parents to seven children. Now that's not creepy. That's a lot, but it's not creepy. But they're, they're, here's the creepy part: they're members of an obscure group called People of Praise. Now this is the inspiration behind Handmaid's Tale, that that popular show on Netflix. Uh, members of the group. Members and, and of the that's group. Not even just a show. That was a book. That I mean, I read that book in middle school, like in middle school English. Like okay, yeah, you're right. It was a book. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, a long time. This is like a thing. Members of the group swear a lifelong oath of loyalty called covenant to one another and are assigned and are accountable to a personal advisor called a head for men and a handmaid for women. The group teaches that husbands are the heads of their wives and should take authority over the family. She's part of this cult. I'm going to call it a cult. That's me. Yeah, I would call it a cult. Too. And anybody who's read or watched Handmaid's Tale, this should just terrify the fuck out of because it's I mean, these people cannot be in control of our government. And at, at 48 years old, she'd be the youngest justice on the Supreme Court making it and no no term limits as of right now, but uh Democrats are, you know, trying to get that passed, but 48 years old, that's it. So she could be on the Supreme Court and be ruling for another, I don't know, 40, 50 years. Who the fuck knows? Medical advances. The rest of our lives, we got this maniac in a cult. Uh, I'm saying she's in a cult. That's my opinion. She's in a cult. Um, On the Supreme Court, who doesn't believe in abortion, uh, she believes that it's. She she wants to uh, she wants to stick to exactly what the Constitution says, and, and have no leeway. And also, you know she's cruel in her rulings. About it is, I feel like if they if they left it up to a man, 
to decide, they would say it would be okay. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. All right, it's news to us. We're back here live on Adobe Radio, and we have to wrap it up here. But like way over. Don't know how it's going to work in a replay. It's probably not going to work, but uh, thanks for joining us. So much more to get to, actually. I wanted to play some good audio. I guess we can end with a song by the great Vin Diesel, one of America's greatest rock stars. I thought this was fabulous. Have you guys heard? So Vin Diesel, the guy from Fast and Furious, I haven't heard this yet. He made made a song. you, You haven't heard this yet, Jason. I have heard this. Oh, we've heard heard it. It's great. (laughs) It's hilarious. Can't take it anymore. (laughs) Wait, keep going. I want to hear more now. Oh, come on. I want to hear his voice. We were jamming. Okay. I mean, good for him. Creative. I uh, yes, and I should celebrate that. I didn't really. You ben should celebrate Dees- his creativity. Diesel did not strike me as being into that type of music. No, he seems no. like uh, one of those guys listens to Godsmack. Yes, <laughs> or Nickelback. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not like this type of a guy. I mean, Yeah, what the hell, Vin he Diesel? He clearly has some deep feelings that just have... It's very uplifting. They need to be touched. Very uplifting, though, you know? Here's the brand new Vin Diesel. Yeah, that's what I would expect, right? That's no. a really good uh, description like, of DJT. I feel like that was <laughs> too much for Vin Diesel. Wow. Oh. After so, hearing his music. I don't know. I, I kind of want to go back and listen to that song now. I kind of like that song. Actually, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to admit. That will win the show. I'm going to admit, too, that this is a great song. And I, I'm not a big fan of Godsmack, but this particular song, whatever, <laughs> it's fucking like good. It's fucking good. All right, we'll, we'll be back next week. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Um, and, and the election is happening. And vote. Bye. We're like 37 Vote or days. die. Yeah, <laughs> fucking vote. Yeah. <laughs>